everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CVTPFL. It's Monday. It's July 26th. It's 2021. We have seven baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Keith Eister. Eyes819. What's happening, my friend? Not much. Uh, nice little Sunday off for you with NASCAR on a break. So um, recording this Sunday night, obviously. Uh, hopefully you got some time with the family and rested up a little bit. But uh, yeah, good little baseball slate to get into here. And perfect slate to get right back, you know, rolling. Um, seven game slates are like seven to nine. I, I say it all the time. Six to ten, I mean, but like seven to nine, I think, are the the real sweet spots when you're looking at, you know, baseball. So definitely ready to get into this slate, break it down. A lot to talk about. Pitching, a lot to talk about with pitching because <laughs> it's I mean, there. Yeah, interesting's a good interesting is a good one. So, all right, let's get started with Washington at Philly. Joe Ross, Spencer Howard. This game's at a 10 total. Philadelphia is a 120 favorite. Um, any interest here in Joe Ross? This is part of the interesting part of it. Um, price tags at 7,900 on DraftKings. He's playable. I mean, I think we need to look out for a pitch count here. Uh, he's been out for a couple of weeks. Uh, his last start came on July 4th. Um, if he, if I knew he was good to go, I might have some interest here. He was actually really good in his last three starts before he hit the injured list. Um, and pitching, there isn't a ton to love here. So I have some interest if he's a full go. I don't know that if we're going to know that or not. Um, so a risky spot, but I think the price tag is fine if, if you know the pitches are going to be there. I mean, they have said that like he had a lot of bullpen work and had bullpen sessions over the last week or so um like two bullpen sessions before getting ready to go here so i mean i think it's a big question mark i highly doubt we get the news whether or not like he's going to be 100 percent or not but like you said he's been pitching really well here recently before the elbow injury and i mean when you're looking at this lineup there's some strikeouts and the bottom of the order with o'hara bohm Torres and like Hoskin and stuff like there, there's plenty of strikeouts here. So, um, I mean, I think Ross, if we do get news is playable, but I think if we don't get news, I think he's a really interesting like tournament option. Um, just kind of rolling the dice because we don't have a ton of options for pitcher today. Spencer Howard on the other side of this game, 6,400 doesn't typically pitch deep into games. He's an easy fade for me. Yeah, I agree with you. If he was like 4,500 or something, we could have a conversation about it, but he's up there at 6,400. Uh, hasn't thrown over like 60 pitches in since June 14th. Um, yeah, no interest. Washington's been hitting the ball really well, too. No interest for me. And yeah, they don't strike out very much. So, I mean, that's that's always one of the biggest things, too. Uh, let's talk Washington bats. What are we looking at here for Washington? Uh, Juan Soto just continues to rake. Uh, obviously the top option. He's one of my favorite options on the slate, actually. Howard uh, has problems with lefties and lefty power specifically, so Soto is a great play. Uh, You can throw Josh Bell into that same mold. Uh, Price tag's fair on him. Uh, Trey Turner, obviously, can always play. Um, And then you're looking for a value option. I doubt Zimmerman cracks the lineup with uh, them losing uh, no DH today, going back to the National League. Um, so yeah, really just Soto Turner and Bell are the three I'd be interested in. Yeah. I mean, that's, if you want to make it a three man, I think one-offs, um, obviously are definitely in play here with the lefties. Like you said, Howard decent against righties, B 
big time fly ball rate against lefties. And I mean, Juan Soto has talked about like how much the home run derpy has helped his swing, get back to swinging uh, for more fly balls. So, I mean, Juan Soto bell um, definitely in play just kind of seeing if there's any other lefties in there, maybe to make it like a three man. I know um, like there was a really, like there was a really good report about like Kyle Schwarber getting close. Um, I know he's not, likely going to be back for this game but he's one to kind of pay attention to um because if he's back this stack becomes be a, really juicy yeah yeah i mean schorber would be a a great play if he happened to come off the aisle um i mean the philly side they have a really high implied team total here like i said they're a slight favorite and a 10 total um what do we like here for the phillies bats i don't have a ton of interest harper is way priced up uh, real muto's priced up uh, price on Hoskins is all right, but you prefer to target Ross with lefties. Um, so I, I don't have a lot of interest in the Phillies here. Uh, I think Ross should be somewhat stretched out at least, even if he's not full, uh, full go. Uh, I think he can get up to like 80 pitches. So you're looking at at least four innings of Ross who was pitching well. Um, Harper is a, a, an expensive one off, I guess, if you have the money for it. I think like this is a team you fully stack or just say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like you're hoping if you're stacking, you're hoping Joe Ross has some rust and he's not pitching deep. Um, and I mean, Vegas line definitely suggests like that's a possibility. So I think you're stacking Philly or like I said, I think you're staying away and like with McCutcheon and Didi's price and Segura's price and Bohm and like these guys like Herrera, you could stack Philly and get Harper and Real Muto um, and Hoskins. So, I mean, definitely in play as far as like full on stacks go on this slate. We got Toronto at Boston. This game has a 10 and a half total. It's a pick em game. Thomas Hatch against Nick Pavetta. Um, any interest here in Hatch? No interest in Hatch. Boston just too powerful, crushing the baseball. Um, Hatch doesn't project to be a huge strikeout guy, just probably right around league average is where he'll end up. Uh, so I'm, I'm not playing him against Boston. I mean, you know, Boston uh, on Sunday, they didn't decide that they wanted to take seven innings off against the Yankees and then come out <laughs> and hit the ball. So, I mean, anything's possible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have any interest here in Thomas Hatch. Um, it's a spot you stay away. I think the Red Sox are very playable here. Nick Pavetta on the other side of this game, 8,700 going up against Toronto. Just faced this team, put up 10 fantasy points. He threw six and two thirds, allowed a lot of hits and got really lucky in some circumstances. So, I mean, I don't expect Nick Pavetta to go out and have a good game here. Um, and I'm definitely not paying him at this price tag. Yeah. You can't pay 8,700 against one of the best offenses in baseball. Uh, I won't touch him. Let's talk bats here. What's standing out to you uh, for Toronto? Um, I mean, you got the studs. The, the problem is they're all, they're really expensive. So to get the full stack, you're going to have to find some savings uh, somewhere, which we may have a couple of uh, on another team. And if you want to get crazy with some pitching, maybe you can do it. Um, obviously Vlad, Bichette, Simeon, Springer, all those guys, but they're all 5k or more. Springer's at 48. Uh, T Oscar definitely in there as well. I mean, these, all of these guys just have tons of power, very patient lineup. So they make pitchers work. Um, I, I mean, just one of the best offenses in baseball. 
Yeah, I mean this this stack's definitely one of the juicier. This game, this game is one of the juiciest yeah, games game. on the slate. Um, I mean, so this is obviously a spot where the both of these teams are very much in play on the Boston side. We we really honestly we could say really a, a good things about a lot of these guys, but I will say really quick on the Toronto side, um, that like I really like the price for Gritchick and Teoscar Hernandez and Springer, um, all under five K probably pair those guys as much as I can with Vlad and Bichette um, and Simeon some, but yeah, I mean, on the, even on the Boston side, love the Boston Red Sox in this spot. Um, like you said, they've been hitting the ball really well outside the early part of the game against the Yankees on Sunday. But I mean, don't let that factor into your decision here. This is a really beatable pitcher according to like his minor league numbers. Yeah. Boston is one of my favorite stacks. I think it's really easy to make work uh, with Duran in the lineup Hopefully he cracks it. He's just 3K on DraftKings. Verdugo is cheap, 3.5K. So with those two guys, you can really fit the full stack in pretty easily. Um, Vasquez is cheap at catcher, 3,600 as well. And even Kike at, at 41. I mean, you pair those with Devers and Bogarts, Martinez, and I think it's pretty easy to get them in. Cincinnati at Chicago taking on the Cubs nine total in this one Cubs a 130 favorite um, this game being in Wrigley we always are somewhat concerned about the wind but it looks like it's going to be a very neutral wind in Wrigley today and it's not going to be a factor um, any interest here in Wade Miley not not at the price tag the Cubs are an offense that's been very beatable lately um, Miley's not a big strikeout guy and it's hard to to see any upside at 8,600, um, even though the Cubs might give him an, an extra strikeout or two, I, I don't, I don't want to pay 8,600 for Wade Miley. Yeah, I mean, listen, you gotta. I, I don't want to instantly write him off um, because, like, if Baez is out of the lineup, you're really just kind of worried about like Contreras, Bryant, and Rizzo, and as much as we like want to say like wade miley not a big like strikeout guy i mean you're you're gonna have to see what this lineup looks like i mean if Baez isn't in there and we get a couple extra lefties i mean wade miley can strike out lefties and like he's very elite against lefties um generates so many ground balls i mean i want to see what the lineup looks like pitching's weak today like this is how weak pitching is today i'm really considering like wade miley because the Cubs have just been absolute trash. Um, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you're, with the context of the slate, it could be a situation. He, he's a pretty good real-life pitcher. So it's a situation where he could go out there and give you six or seven innings, um, grab the win, and put up 19 DK points and be on the winning lineup. I mean, it's that type of slate. If, if Otani doesn't do anything and none of the top-end pitchers have big strikeout games, uh, Miley could certainly get there. Um, yeah, I mean, the other side here, Kyle Hendricks, he's 9,700. Same situation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're going to have to see what this lineup looks like. Nick Castellanos being out of this lineup, you know, Moustakas obviously hurt. I mean, this is a younger lineup Um, that, I mean, the Reds were such a, a an offense that was rolling at the beginning of the season. And now, like, I mean this might be doable for a guy like Hendricks. Yeah. If I was choosing between Miley and Hendricks, I think I would lean the Miley side. 
but it's the exact same case to be made for Kyle Hendricks. He's, he's not going to strike anybody out, but he could go six or seven innings. And if the offense puts up some runs for him, grab the win, um, it could work out, but it, it feels gross to have to pay that much for Kyle Hendricks. All right, bats in this game on the Cincinnati side. I mean, Winker at 4,600, I think he's playable. Votto at 4,100, he's playable. And then Nyquin at 2,700. Don't know if I fully stack Cincinnati. Maybe a secondary stack because, like, Barnhart's cheap too, and he's 2,500 as a catcher. I mean, it's one of those secondary stacks where you're pairing with maybe, like, a Toronto or Boston where they're super expensive and still trying to get good pitching. Yeah, uh, Hendricks will give up some home runs, so – I definitely think that you can look for some power bats here. Um, and I don't mind the three man as well. All right. Um, the Cubs bats, anything standing out to you for the Cubs? I mean, Chris Bryant would be the one I would look to first. Um, Contreras is just so priced up. If he grabs the lead off spot, I suppose you could take a shot on him. Rizzo hits lefties well, but uh, tougher matchup with Miley. Um, yeah, not a lot to love here on the Cubs side. Yeah. Wisdom and Bryant would be my two guys. Contreras just way too expensive for me at catcher. Um, I hate paying up that much for catcher, but yeah, I think overall wisdom at 4k, uh, Bryant, just his numbers against lefties continue to be phenomenal. Yep. Uh, moving on here, we have Chicago White Sox, Kansas city, Royals, we have Keuchel against Mike Miner. This game has a nine total. It quickly jumped up to 10. It's still a pick em game. Um, any interest here in Dallas, Keuchel? So I think this is the reason that you don't have to play Miley or Hendricks. Uh, I mean, three very similar pitchers. All three of those guys are above average major league starters who we don't really love to play in DFS. The difference is Keuchel is significantly cheaper. Uh, Royals are not a matchup I'm scared of. I like the price tag on Keuchel on this slate. Uh, I think you can do it. Uh, that makes one of us. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just, there's a guy that's a little bit more than him that we're going to get to here in a few minutes. Um, and then there's one guy that's a little bit cheaper than him that maybe you could take a shot on, but I just, I don't see myself using Keuchel, not a big strikeout guy. I mean, he could throw five or six clean innings here. And on this slate, that might be enough. So I hear your, I hear why it's just, man, it's so hard clicking the name, Mike, like Dallas Keuchel. And then Mike Miner on the other side, he's 8,300 facing a very good Chicago White Sox team against left-handed pitching. I really don't have any interest in Miner here. I have zero interest in Miner. The White Sox are one of my favorite stacks today. Mine too. <laughs> Did you read my notes before we started the podcast today? I, I um, can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about these White Sox bats. We both, like you said, are you know we both like them here. You got Vaughn, you got a Bray, you got Anderson. Um, what's what's standing out to you for the White Sox? Uh, news just came out also that Eloy Jimenez is supposed to be activated. Just checked his price tag twenty five hundred. Uh, probably get hit on the slate. <laughs> Uh, um guessing he's going to crack the, the middle of that lineup. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be a lock and load. Uh, Adam Vaughn, Adam Engel, all really cheap. I mean, this this stack, those three guys with the two studs and Anderson and Abreu, I mean, that just builds itself, basically. Uh, a little bit of concern that that's going to be really, really chalky. Um, so 
going to have to differentiate either with uh, your three other spots or uh, also pitching. Um, but I, I, that's my favorite spot if we're just talking without ownership. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just uh, – I didn't even know about Eloy potentially playing here. And the fact that he's 2,500, um, <laughs> do we think he plays the whole game? Or do you think it matters? Um, it doesn't matter at 2,500. I mean, you need one at bat basically for 25. If he, even if he only doubles and doesn't hit it out and it's one or two at bats, I mean, he's still paying off 2,500. Um, with the D, I think they just probably slot him into the DH though. And I don't see why, I mean, he wouldn't play the full game. If he DHs, does Vaughn play the outfield maybe? Yeah. Vaughn can play left. Yeah, I mean, uh, angle and right, probably. Yeah, we'll have to kind of see. I think I'm. I, I get way more excited about Eloy if he's DHing in this game, for what it's worth. Right, I, I think it's much more likely that he plays the full game if he's DHing. Um, yeah. All right, let's see. Kansas City bats. Anything stand out to you? Um, Merrifield and Perez, but they're priced up. Uh, Keiko isn't really a guy I like to stack against with his uh, elite control. Gets puts the ball on the ground a lot, so I don't love the stack here. Um, but if you want to look for a home run, Sal Perez would be my top option. Oh, good old Salvador Perez. Um, yeah, I mean, the two guys you want to play from Kansas City most of the time is Salvador Perez and Whit Merrifield. They're just so expensive that it's tough to play those guys. I mean. If you end up on like an Alberto or something, I don't hate that. Solaire is so cheap at this point that if you one off tournament play him to maybe like pivot off of chalky Eloy, but I mean Eloy's in a better spot. So Yeah, Do- Dozier is the same situation as Solaire. Both of those guys have just been so terrible, but there there's theoretically a bunch of power still in there somewhere. Yeah, and it's not like Keiko blows the ball by anybody. So I mean Right. All right, we got Detroit at Minnesota. This game opened at nine and a half. It's at ten and a half on some books. Minnesota's a one seventy favorite. Uh, we got Manning against Pineda. Any interest here in Matt Manning? Context of the slate. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep playing. This guy showed so much talent in the minors. I'm going to keep taking shots on him as long as he's cheap. Uh, Minnesota losing Nelly Cruz. Polanco sat on Sunday uh, with, a, uh, I believe it was a back injury. So if he's out of the lineup, this Minnesota uh, lineup could be really ugly. I, th- I think you can do it. Um, I'm just, I keep waiting for the strikeout stuff to show up and, and it hasn't yet. Uh, he did pitch into uh, through six innings last time out. So hopefully that, that was kind of what he needed to get him on track here. Talented guy waiting for the strikeouts to show up. I think he's in play on this slate. Yeah. He's a, he's like a year or two away. Like he's not, he's not big league ready is what they like to say. But I mean, at this point, this Minnesota lineup um, is super beatable. So he was that cheap guy that I was mentioning earlier that like, if I was going to go to Keuchel, I'll just go all the way down to like Manning and I'll take a shot on Manning over Keuchel. Um, But I mean, yeah, we'll see. I, I think Manning, like you said, for this slate is super playable. Michael Pineda on the other side finally had a decent game last time out, but this guy has really suffered um, from 
I'll just say he has not pitched as well since they started checking more uh, for sticky stuff. So I really don't have a lot of interest here in Micah Pineda. And I think on this slate, on the two pitcher sites, he might be popular. I, I could see him gaining some ownership, yeah. Um, but the, the strikeouts have completely disappeared since they banned sticky stuff. So I, I'm with you. It feels like we should have some interest at this price tag, but the recent form is awful and I don't have any interest. I, I mean, I know it's Detroit and we're supposed to want to pick on them, but I don't want to do it with this guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have more interest in playing some Detroit bats. Like, I don't think I'd stack Detroit here full stack, but I could see potentially using some of these guys to even make a secondary stack or even like making – you know, a couple one-offs. I mean, Jonathan Scope's expensive, but we've talked about a lot of cheaper bats on this slate already that I think he's someone that is, like, potentially playable here. Badu, uh, what are your thoughts here on Detroit? Uh, yeah, Badu and Grossman are the two that stand out. I, both of them are underpriced. Uh, Badu at 3200 Grossman at 31 Um I have a bit of interest in, in the full stack just because of those two cheap pieces that you compare with, with scope. And then I, I like to add Candelario to that as well at a fair price. Um, Pineda is, just appears he's not going to strike anybody out. So I, I think you can play some Detroit here. Badu is one of my favorite plays. I think he's an awesome option at 3,200. And the great thing too is like Pineda gives up home runs. So, yeah. I mean, like, even if you're, like, home run chasing here, Eric Haas is another guy you could potentially play. Like, Pineda is a guy throughout his career has given up home runs. So, I mean, don't even look at, like, just this year. If you look back, he's a guy that gives up home runs. So, um, Minnesota bats, any interest here? Like you said, Polanco banged up. Cruz gone. Um, yeah. I mean, on the IL or eyes on yeah, the like he, he's, he's not even coming. Here. He's not even coming back. Like, he just had wrist surgery, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, there's just not a lot of talent here. I'm not sure what Josh Donaldson has left. <laughs> like Miguel Sano has been terrible. Uh, Max Kepler has a fair price, I guess, if you want a one-off. But I don't, I'm not looking to stack this team at all. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're playing some Manning, like, if you're playing some Manning and you're playing 150, make a few hedge stacks. Like, at least give yourself a few hedge stacks. Like, it's not going to look good on paper, and that's one of the reasons that we like Manning. But, I mean, if you're going to play some Manning, give yourself a couple head stacks, especially if you're making 150 on a seven-game slate. So, all right, we got Colorado at L.A. taking on the Angels. We have um, Marquez against Otani in this one. Eight total. Angels are 155 favorite. Um, any interest here in Marquez? Yeah, I think he's super playable in this spot. Um, Otani's obviously a big concern. Walsh, Walsh could give him threats uh, as a lefty power bat, but Marquez's numbers are always deflated because he pitches in cores. Um, guy that has a 25% strikeout rate on the season, so gets a nice little bump getting away from course field. The rest of the Angels lineup doesn't scare me. Very fair price on Marquez. Um, we've talked talked about how there's not a ton of options 8400 for Marquez so I mean at that price I see some upside there I think he's going to be popular but I'm going to play him yeah and we know the the report that came out Sunday is like 
Mike Trout returning back to LA on Monday because he's feeling something in like his uh, calf. So, I mean, like we know Trout's not coming back this lineup, you know, Justin Upton came back, um, I think Friday. I don't know if it was over the week. I'm pretty sure it was Friday. Uh, Jay up came back. So, I mean, a little bit better lineup, but still like the bottom of this order is just so bad. And, and like Otani pitching, like he's still likely going to hit too, but like he's a big strikeout guy. Justin Upson's a big strikeout guy. If Marsh and Stassi are in the lineup, they're big strikeout guys. So, I mean, Marquez is, I think, one of the better pitchers on this slate. Um, and then Otani, I mean, on the other side of this game, right there with him. Like he's another guy. Like this is a game that I'm definitely not looking for a lot of bats and I'm looking for pitching because this looks juicy on paper. I agree. These are the two best pitchers on the slate. Um, Otani has the biggest strikeout rate on the slate. Colorado has mailed it in, probably going to start selling here very soon. Um, story may not make it uh, traded off before the game, but uh, there's, there, there's just nothing else outside of story to really worry about. So a uh, ton of uh, strikeouts in that lineup for Otani. I think uh, it's a, a great spot for him. Doesn't story have like some ridiculous contract or something? Um, I thought I remember reading something about that, but um, no, story's that... going to be a free agent. I think is he okay? Yeah. Well, so it's like a catch twenty two. People don't want to give up a lot, but he he's getting moved, right? Like he's not he's not going to be in a Rockies uniform for much longer. Um, bats in this game. Anything stand out to you for the Rockies? Uh, no, I mean, there's, there's just not enough talent in this lineup. Um, Ryan McMahon is the one, one off shot I might take, but, uh, no, not a lot to like here on the angels side. I mean, you could play some one-offs here, uh, with Otani pitching, you can't play him at, you know, hitting wise. So, I mean, Walsh, maybe Justin Upton, but I don't have a ton of interest in bats in this game as a whole. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, you did I mean, mention like, the name Brandon Marsh. He's he's really cheap. So, uh, and he's he showed some power in the minors. Uh, Twenty two hundred for Brandon Marsh. Yeah, it's just like when you're looking at the earlier games that we were talking about, the bats are just so much better. So much better. Um, so, like that's just you know one of the things that you always are kind of looking at on these like seven game slates is just kind of narrowing down. So, all right, moving on. We finish it out. Last game on the slate, we have uh, Houston at Seattle. Nine total in this one. Houston, a 175 favorite. It's going to be Garcia pitching for Houston. Seattle, I've seen a couple different things, but I think it's going to be Darren McLaughlin. Um, and he threw five innings and 61 pitches against Colorado in cores in his uh, first start of the season last time out. Um, any interest here in Garcia? Uh, talk about sticker shock 10-4 for Garcia I, I mean it's it's a great matchup in a spot we would want to target but wow you got to pay for it um, above average strikeouts from Garcia at 28% this year big strikeout lineup in Seattle <laughs> if you can make him fit I suppose he has the upside to win you a slate but um, it's probably not something I'm going to do often Derek McCon on the other side here, 4,800 going up against Houston. I mean, if he was facing maybe a weaker offense, I could do it. Um, I just, I don't see myself doing it. I just see myself paying this price going up against this team. Yeah, no, it's a uh, strikeout rate under 20% in AAA, big ground ball guy. Um, so, and you mentioned Houston, 
uh, least strikeout heavy team in, in the majors. So very tough matchup, not a big strikeout pitcher, even though he's 4,800, I don't have any interest. All right. Um, Houston bats. I mean, I don't know what to do with Houston here. They're super expensive and I don't like them as much as some of these other offenses on the slate, but I also feel like they're potentially going to be lower owned. Uh, I think Tucker and Brantley will get ownership because of their prices, but I think like the Houston stack as a stack might, you know, fly under the radar a little bit here. Yeah, I agree. Jordan Alvarez is one of my favorite plays on the slate, actually. Um, He's expensive, so I think that keeps his ownership down. I agree. Tucker and Brantley could see some ownership, Um, but I really like those three. Uh, If you want a full stack, and I guess you add Altuve and Correa to that, I mean, that works for me. And depending on ownership, if if they come in and they're they're way down the list in terms of ownership on this seven-game slate, then I'll have a lot more interest in the full stack. Um, but I really like Alvarez, Tucker, and Brantley are great plays. Uh, and then I'd add L2 and Korea to that. All right. Um, well, do you have any interest in the Seattle bets? Uh, Mitch Hanniger has been on fire, but uh, he wants them to get traded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Get out. Off this team. Yeah. Uh, no, not a ton of interest here. Garcia is an above average pitcher, I would say. So. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have any interest here, you know. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Um, it's not like we have a ton of options today. Who do you got? <laughs> no, not a, not a ton of uh, options. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look to a guy who has shown no strikeout ability whatsoever, but I'm gonna take some shots on Matt Manning today and, and just hope this is a start that it clicks for him. Well, that was like the only guy. um i'll take joe ross i guess like i mean i don't really love a lot under 8k over 8k to score under 15 who's your bust today uh mike miner is going to be the guy they get eloy back he's crushed lefties in his career this this white Sox lineup just looks really deep really good against the lefty miner i think he's gonna have a rough day i'm gonna go nick pavetta just put up 10 against this team um last week and put up, I think, six last month. So I'm going to go Nick Pfetta as my bust today. Um, give me a guy over 4K to hit a home run. Uh, we just talked about him in that last game. I like Jordan Alvarez a lot today. All right. Um, I was trying to go off the board. Give me George Springer. Um, I think that's a little off the board. I highly doubt that's off the board, but to me it's off the board a little bit. <laughs> Um, under 4K to get two hits today. Who do you got? Um, I like Akil Badu versus Michael Pineda. Can I take Eloy? Is that cheating? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> um, I mean, 4K. it's your, yeah, it's like your Brantley, <laughs> Tucker, Eloy. I mean, there's a bunch of them today. Like, there are a lot of cheap bats. Like, get the pitchers that you want. I think that's like my best advice I can give you guys today. Like, get the pitchers that you want and then just start building some lineups because, I mean, there's cheap bats everywhere. Uh, Give me a stack to score six or more runs today. I'm sticking with the White Sox today. They are my favorite team. All right. I was going to say that, too, because I didn't want to go Toronto or Boston, but I'm going to go Toronto or Boston now. Give me – oh, give me the Boston Red Sox. Homer alert. Um (laughs) 
All right, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, should be a really fun week. I, I love trade season. Um, unfortunately, the Cubs are probably going to sell off some guys that are pretty near and dear to my heart after their World Series run. Um, but really interested to see what we get back from them. Uh, always love uh, watching the rumors and following all that stuff. So good time of year. I don't even know what I'm rooting for for the Red Sox. Like I, I wrote this season off like so long ago, and you like want Kimbrel back, right? I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> I didn't expect the Red Sox to be like 600. Like, uh, it's crazy that they're they're playing as well as they're playing. So, I mean, they have a really good playoff run chance right now. Um, I think the Yankees are eventually going to get healthy and like they're going to make a push, but. I think as a Red Sox fan, I'm just kind of hoping that one more big bat. And, like, I really think it needs to be a lefty. I think they need one more big bat. Um, Like, I was actually kind of sad that, like, Jock Peterson went to Atlanta because I think he would have been someone that could have potentially platooned um, a little bit on that Red Sox team. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, trade season is always fun. Rizzo would fit nicely. I'm not sure if uh, the Cubs are going to be interested in moving him or not, but I mean, as a Cubs fan, you're just like, all right, well let's rebuild. Um, I mean, we're under 500. We have a worse record than the Cardinals. So, I mean, but the the thing is too, like the Reds might sell like, you know, with, with that team having all the injuries and stuff. So, I mean, the Cubs, I don't think, are necessarily out of the playoff hunt. I mean, I don't oh, I, th- I think they're sellers for sure. Um, I mean, so? with the, yeah, the three teams out west, it, it's there's no wild card on the table. Um, so it's really catch Milwaukee or bust. And I, I don't think they can catch Milwaukee. I, I think they're going to move some pieces this week. Yeah. Talk about a team, man. The, the, the Milwaukee the Brewers are so like, their, their bullpen is just and so good. Yeah. Like their arms, just in general, like the offense is not good at all in that bullpen. <laughs> like, talk about a team that could add a couple pieces. You know, Milwaukee's another team. So, and I mean, like the NL East is like, who wants it? It's up for grabs. I mean, that's going to be a fun one to follow here on the second half of the season. You know, the yep. Nationals are still within reach. Marlins are probably out of it, but I mean, there's like three or four games from what I remember, like separating the NL East. So. It'll be fun. It's always fun. Like you said, it's trade time. It's always fun. So that's going to wrap it up here for Monday. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday. If you're listening on iTunes, leave us a little review. I like five stars. I know Keith likes five stars. So we'll be back Tuesday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.